Hi, everybody. I'm Jen Johnson, and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing, where I talk about chronic pain, chronic symptoms, chronic fatigue, all the things, and why, because of brain science and the gospel, I believe that we can recover from these illnesses, if you will. Today, I am excited to have Jen with me for part two of kind of debunking some terminology that's used in the mind-body um, community or mind-body medicine that for us um, kind of uh, threw us off or we just wanted more clarity around and especially mm -hmm. as Christians like wait do I get to partake in that do I believe that what is that um, does that um, align with what I believe and so right. we just love to talk about these things um, amongst the two of us um and now we're bringing it to you guys so um yeah so like i said this is part two um jen do you have well first thanks yes thanks for thanks for doing this oh sure <laughs> do you have a word you want to start with um so i think meditation was one of those words that i just was really nervous about to begin um in I think I mentioned in my um my first interview with you that curable um was the app that I used the most in the beginning of my healing journey mm -hmm. and um it has these meditation exercises and I remember um going through all the other all the other options that I could go through in the app or I even would consider doing the meditations because to me, um, I kind of grew up with the mentality that um, that was Eastern mystical um, religion, and I just didn't want to have a you know take a part in that. And um, as I did the meditations on curable, I finally I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pray really intensely through this whole thing, and I'm just gonna be a curious observer. And, um, I just, what I did was I wrote out, you know, the main points of the meditation. And as I did that, I realized that it was mostly about, um, taking the time to breathe in a, in a really deep way. And let's just start there. Breathing was, yeah. I was like, what is the point? Honestly, um, <laughs> says take these deep breaths and I don't understand what how that makes a difference. Yeah. I did this meditation. I think it was also just taking the time to just be quiet. How often are we encouraged to just be quiet? Never. Right. Never. Exactly. And so, um, as I wrote out what, you know, the main points of the meditation is, I realized that it had so much more to do with, um, just being in a calm state rather than it being any kind of connection to um, a spiritual, you know, a different spiritual world or anything like that. Um, what's been your experience with that? Yeah, a similar, I, I remember before I even discovered the mind-body connection, I was working with my physical therapist who suggested meditation. And I literally said, we have different spiritual beliefs and I'm not comfortable with that because I did. I thought that meditation was an invitation of something spiritual 
um, beyond what I believed. And so I, I didn't do it. But then later on, I worked with somebody, um, a pain psychologist who was not helpful, but he did introduce um, deep breathing to me. And he, instead of calling it a meditation, he called it deep breathing. And so I, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is going to have to do with pain, but I'll try it. And um, I noticed within a week that my symptoms had reduced. And for those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm using kind of an, a hand gesture to show maybe like a 20% reduction. Mm-hmm. Or 20%, That's considerable. Yeah. When you're in pain, you're like, oh, wait, why do I feel slightly better today? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so then I started digging into the science of what is happening with meditation and breathing in particular and, and getting down to the vagus nerve and that uh, the fact that our, our bodies have, uh, our nervous system is divided into two, sympathetic and parasympathetic. And um, one is one is um, fear, anger, distress mode, and, and one is rest and digest and calm. And um, and we, those of us who are in chronic pain, we're stuck over here in this fight or right. flight. Right. And, and what that means is that our brains um, are stuck in this limbic system. The emotional part of your brain is cyclical. It's just operating um, on its own. And that breathing actually gets in there and adjusts, um, adjusts and interrupts that cycle and gets you, to, uh, specifically with mindfulness, and that includes breathing, gets your attention um, into your thinking brain. And and so by, by um, basically doing these breathing activities you're doing two things you're you're stopping that cyclical emotional part of your brain and you're also activating that rest and digest and all this is like peace that passes understanding and yes um yes it it's there's nothing there's nothing mystical spiritual about it if you if you don't want it to be i mean right you can take anything and do what you want to with it right and so uh, similar to you, um, I had to kind of break through. And for me, obviously, by the mere fact that I brought up all the science, I, it was helpful for me to see, oh, God created me in this way. Mm-hmm. And all I'm doing is activating the, the rest and digest in my body by slowing down. Right. Paying right. It well, and I mean, let's go back to Genesis, right? Who gave us the breath? Yeah. And who gave us the idea of rest? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this stuff rest. just gets down to the root of, of what's been given to us, what's been created and, and how we get to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found too, um, what was helpful. Um, <laughs> this was after I had done a couple where I was writing them out. I realized you can read through them at least on curable. On curable. The, uh, the meditation that, you know, you can read through all the prompts that it's going to give and decide whether that's one that you want to partake in or not. But I did find like you that um, by calming my brain and my nervous system, I felt certain muscle tension release. Um, I felt more at peace, you know, just throughout my day. It really did make a difference. And you've brought up curable a couple of times. And just in case there's new watchers or people that are new to this um, concept, if you don't have the app curable yet, and I do not work for them, this is not a sales. Anything. Neither do I. <laughs> um, 
but um i actually when i do work with clients i i i, I cannot require but i strongly encourage the use of curable um because they um there are scientists neuroscientists doctors that um, have studied the mind-body connection mind-body medicine and they've created this app that's incredibly helpful with education meditation um very interactive yeah rewiring the brain just different different ways to start working on specifically chronic pain um and so actually you can there's two there's a two-week free trial that you can get um and if you email me i can actually get you a six-week um, free trial. And I, you should take me up on it because Mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really made a difference for me. Yeah. And that just the, the way that they, they, um, use education or the way that they articulate the brain science is, is helpful in a way. And it's really, they've, they've broken it down into, into simple, um, Mm -hmm. Oh, five to seven minute lessons. And, and they've really tried to break it down into really simple terms that anyone could understand. You don't have to be a brain scientist to understand yeah. what you're about. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So, um, yeah. And, and as we're talking, as we're talking about brain science, um, another word that really kind of, I was like, wait, what does that really mean? Um, mm-hmm. was neuroplasticity. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, and this idea of rewiring the brain, um, mm-hmm. is, is really the heart of what is happening in, in this work is that your brain is wired to produce pain. And if that science isn't, um, fully grasped yet for you go back to some of my earlier videos and or use curable um yes but but um your your brain is producing pain on a habitual um conditioned learned way and it is through neural circuits like howard schubiner dr howard schubiner talks about and so the neuroplasticity um is uh is basically just you being the architect and 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 adjusting um how your brain is um is formed and and changing those habits and creating new connections right that just changes everything i think um hearing the word neuro well first anything with the word neuro to begin with sounded kind of strange to me but also <laughs> um plastic you know that that yeah. didn't, that didn't speak to me that i can learn something that plastic meant learning and mm-hmm the ability to change. Um, Once I understood that, again, that was such a light bulb moment for me because it was like, well, that I can think differently. You know, I can can create new habits. I don't have to have a habit of pain. And I don't, and I don't mean that we purposely have a habit of pain, but it's, it's what our brain does when there's a nervous system reaction. And so um, my go-to was pain in my shoulder or pain in my foot, um, but it can be so many other types of tension and, and um, you know, other symptoms as well. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yes, that, that plasticity, the ability to change, um, Dan Buglio um, often talks about just the ability to learn something new and like a language or a sport or... I don't know, a new recipe. Yes. 
yeah. maybe, not a, maybe not a new recipe, but when you're, when you're learning something new there, um, there's this process, it takes time, but there's the plasticity where we're changing the neural connections and changing how the, the architecture of our brains through our thoughts, which is really cool. Really actually. amazing. And, and speaks to an intelligent designer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> amazing. Yes. It's so true. I think that's been a, a really fun thing about um, learning this is is just being able to see how incredibly complex and um, purposeful the design that God gave us was. You know, from the very beginning, he had this idea that we needed to be able to learn. And um, that just, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And, and the, the way we change is through thoughts and capturing our thoughts and renewing our minds and, and, and reading and listening and learning and then preaching to yourselves. Right. Um, repetition. Repetition. That meditation. I mean, let, you know, Joshua talks about that. Does yeah. Talk about that. Meditating on the word of the Lord. And, and part of that, I think, is is what does he say about us? It's not just what we read in the Bible. Sorry, I have my Bible over here, so <laughs> picking it up. Um, but it's also, it's also what does he say about us? Yep. And then we get to claim that and, and our brain shapes around that, which is incredibly empowering because of, because of how he has created us. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, something else that we had briefly talked about was this um, this idea of safety. And this word mm. safe is thrown around mm -hmm. a ton, incurable. And danger. And, safety mm. and danger. Yeah. Yes. And what is, I mean, if we're going to unpack words, you would think that we all know what safety is. And yet, when we're talking about chronic pain, we are talking about the body operating in a way that it is quote unquote doesn't feel safe right. in danger and right. for you and for me both we didn't recognize that right not at all mm -mm. yeah and you were saying in the beginning um that there was just kind of this like what what is that i don't feel unsafe can you like unpack your thoughts on that yeah well i was just thinking um you know I guess I was thinking of safety as like, um, for my life, you know, uh, is my life in danger? And, um, you know, thinking, well, I, I feel safe in my home. I, you know, I, I know I can, I can call somebody if I need help. And so I just couldn't understand safety in, in this context, but now I understand that it has more to do about with, with feeling at peace in a situation, um, rather than, feeling threatened. Um, and there would be times that, that I wouldn't even realize, you know, we talked about the subconscious a little bit in our last episode. I just didn't realize that I was feeling threatened. Um, and so it didn't really, it, it just wasn't registering with me at first. Yeah. When I heard that the first time for me, it resonated. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel safe. And and so for, so for me, the way that I, that I look at it or some examples, I should say, is just um, 
like being in situations where maybe there's awkward silence and mm -hmm. instead of um, my nervous system feeling calm and at ease in that, instead I go into what I'm going to call danger mode, which is uh, the nervous system having this low level like, oh, I have to fix this. This is awkward. Um, this isn't, there's not rest here. And so that's that the rest piece is the safety. It's the nervous system being comfortable in, right. in let's say, awkwardness. So maybe safety is piece that passes understanding or rest or, or comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with emotional rejection or um, if, if I used to be unable to or uh, have nervousness around sharing my opinion if it was different. And, and I still... <laughs> Sure. Struggle with this at times, but but um, can I find safety mm -hmm. in um, potential rejection? Right. Like sometimes we share what we believe or think, and other people don't like it. And right. is, that, is that okay with my nervous system? Mm. And those little things um, are the, the I think we talked about before. Nicole Sachs is like thousand cuts. Thousand paper cuts. Yes, that's it. The death um, of a thousand paper cuts. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, just that, that I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, with, definitely uh, helps. Yeah, especially yeah. the watchers. Like I know you, you've got a good grasp on this of, of what it, what is, what does safety mean now? And, and what is danger? And sometimes we can think of those words as really big, um, but they're some, sometimes they're really little. They are paper cut. Mm hmm. Well, I think it's really easy to discount also um, because it's like, well, I mean, those things happen so often. So how could that really I mean, that's my life. Right. I, yeah. and I think we talked about stress a little bit and this we could have a whole episode on for <laughs> really. But this whole idea of um, I, I just when people would ask me if I was stressed, I would say, well, yeah, but isn't everybody? Mm -hmm. And so it was so easy to discount that that could be actually causing me pain in my body because I thought, well, that's a universal thing. Why, why should that affect me so much? Yeah. And yet when you look around, sorry, my mic is echoing for some reason. When we look around, everybody is in stress and everybody has these symptoms we we don't often recognize them as mind body um symptoms but but now that i look around and listen to people mm -hmm. the people in my life are actually in some sort of chronic symptom of some sort and so right. yes that that chronic stress or pressure um, just a little bit of pressure does end up playing out um in our nervous systems in chronic chronic stress chronic symptoms Right. Right. Yeah. Um, any final words before you want to unpack before we end this one? Um, maybe mental health. <laughs> you want to go there? <laughs> well, that, that is a big one. I mean, these things do, um, relate, uh, chronic pain and mental health have a lot of like overlap. Um, and I never understood that before. Yeah, completely saw it as two different things. Um, and I, I think it's such a buzzword that it's it's sometimes mm -hmm. I think people just kind of roll their eyes because it's like, oh, here we go again, you know, um, 
talking about this mental health crisis, um, you know, we put, we put so much attention into taking care of our bodies, right? We think about what we are going to eat and we decide, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to take this walk because it's good for me. It's good for my body, but we don't take the same approach toward our minds and our brain. And I don't stand that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I agree. We get so busy in life that we, I mean, it's the last thing we think of is to take care of ourselves. And our, our brain is really, our minds are like the essence of, of who we are. And when we don't take that time to prioritize that, well, we end up in chronic pain. Um, and I'm, yeah, I mean, that is a very big subject in and of itself, but I think taking (laughs) care of ourselves and looking at what is that, what does that really mean? Um, is a, is a big part of, of healing because what you're going to need versus what I need, um, what your brain is going to need attention and love and compassion towards is going to be different than, than what mine will be. Right. I remember, uh, when I was, when I was working with you, um, you challenged me to be in the, what you called the chill zone. And at first I just didn't even understand Mm. concept you know, um, interesting more that I embraced it. And the more that I tried to, um, not, uh, I tried to have space between my reaction. What, you know, when something happened in my reaction, I tried to have more space. And as I did that, I realized I can be at peace, even in a, a sticky situation, you know? And so, um, there was, I've adopted that into my life that I just, I just try to be more in a chilled, (laughs) you know, state of mind. And that has made such a difference in my body as well. Yeah. And, um, I love that you talk about that space between the the trigger or something happening and a reaction. That's a really powerful way of describing that. Um, and just for the watchers to know, and Jen already knows this, but the difference between um, between that chill zone um, and suppressing emotions is very, mm-hmm. very um, important difference. We never want to suppress like deep, like good point. Yeah, like, I'm talking glad you brought about that up. Yeah, and, and just looking into our childhood and looking at like in our adulthood and in the ways that the emotions that we have subconsciously suppressed or or just developed um, is is different than when Jen's talking about, which is these like the the milk spilt and I forgot to feed the cat <laughs> and my son's late. I don't have any kids. Right. Whatever. No, exactly. You're talking about everything that I deal with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so being in the being in the uh, passenger seat while my son is learning how to drive, you know. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um. So yeah. Okay. Well, this has been great. Um. Again, like we said before, if you guys have any other questions, any other um, words that you like unpacked. Um, just leave a comment um, and let us know and we can pop back on and, and talk about those. So I hope that you guys have a great week and I will see you um, soon. All right. Bye.